Welcome back to Bitch Over Here. Thanks for listening. This is Jonas. This is Laura. Great to have you here. And we are... I forgot what we are. <laughs> um, we are flanky and steaky and a little bit quakey. Is that what we're doing? Yeah. Or what was it? Uh, well, I got... Um, we are... Serving up some bitchy gravy. gravy. <laughs> just, just go with it. Just go with it. What? Just go with bitchy gravy listeners. We're smothered in stank. <laughs> and we're easy to... We're easy to spread. To spank. Spread ya. Hey, bitch! Over here! Bitch. Bitch. Over here. Over here, bitch. Bitch. Over here. Bitch. Bitch. Over here. Bitch. Are we gonna talk about sex? Bitch. Sex. 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 Bitch. Mm. Mm. Oh, what a good. Bitch. You're being chilled. Bitch. <laughs> Welcome back to bitch. <laughs> Welcome back to bitch over here. My name is Jonas. And I'm Laura. We're real talk with unreal people. Serving up some flag steak. Smothered in bitchy gravy. That's right. <laughs> that, that gravy fell off the plate. Gravy. Mm, gravy. Listen, this week... I just went through a very, uh, very, very heinous, heinous period of the month. I had my man period, and I'm still <laughs> angry about it. He's bleeding everywhere. Oh, God. You should have seen the walls. But I think I'm recovering pretty nicely. It's red rum. Red rum over there <laughs> in my pants. Let me say hi to Laura. Hi. How have you been, bitch? Hey, other bitch. I'm doing, doing good. I had an antidote. Oh, tell that me. I forgot. <laughs> well, oh, I'm going to see Janet Jackson. Janet, Miss Jackson, if you're on nasty. Tuesday, so I'm kind of oh. looking forward to that. Oh, that's cool. Um, hopefully she'll do a little Rhythm Nation, a little Velvet Rope, a little, the one where she's like in space with Michael Feedback. Jackson. Oh, Scream? Oh, but maybe not. Well, well maybe she could have Sheryl Crow. I, I listen. I really loved the last album, the Unbreakable album, and I'm happy she's back. And sorry, she's divorced now, but oh. she has a baby. She's got a baby now. She's got a little little mini Jackson running around. So that's kind of cool. But uh, other than that, did I you know that I wrote my fifth grade essay on Janet Jackson? I did not know that. <laughs> and for some reason, it was like somebody you admire, and in fifth grade, and um. So I wrote this, you know, at that point it was a page and that was a big deal in fifth grade. And it was so good that my teacher decided to read it out loud. And of course, you get shit for it because you're like, oh, you're the, the nerdy oh, kid. Janet Jackson. Janet Jackson, oh. And I was like, yeah, I'm a big Janet Wait, what? Is this during Rhythm Nation? Yeah, because it was 1989. 1989 was Rhythm Nation. Oh, okay. I thought it. Oh my God. You could totally tell how old I am now. Just yeah. kidding, that was 1999. <laughs> Guess what we have? Feedback. We get feedback. We have feedback and emails from our listeners. Thank you very much for listening to us, by the way. We truly appreciate it. And if you do love listening to the podcast, we'd love to hear your opinion, especially if it's a really good one. Um, <laughs> go ahead and go to iTunes and rate us and write a little blurb. Excellent. These guys rock. These guys are bitches. Let us know because we like to hear that kind of stuff. And if you do that... We we'll can, give you a... We'll give you a hand job. No. <laughs> <laughs> Laura will give you a hand job. See, look, we can job, do it right, right now. Look, look. A clap. Yeah. 
There you go. There's your hand job. <laughs> That's what hand jobs are, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Also known as a handy candy. <laughs> and if you want a hand job in um, a corner or in an alleyway, Laura would be happy. I can't ball and told you. That's not right. I will do it. Uh, Jonas will. Yeah. Take one for the team. Bring your own lube. Bring B your own. B-Y-O-L. <laughs> Bring your own lube. So here's a letter that we got on email. <laughs> in the modern day, we call these emails. They're sent electronically via the internet, which is a series of tubes. <laughs> exactly. That connect every single house. What is that letter i.e. electronic mail, say, Jonas. So we like to keep the things anonymous, but we always love to hear feedback. And so one, this one, actually, it's very sweet. This says, you guys are great. I laughed out loud many times, many Lol. in big letters. LOL. During the podcast, and the interview with Rich was fascinating. I totally want to see him and a dildo at the stud. <laughs> I can't we all do. Laugh when I, I have a long commute, so podcasts keep me sane. I look forward to hearing more from you guys. Back of a listener, an old friend from Las Vecitas. I think I know oh, who that is. Oh, she's so sweet. Awesome. I mean, he or she he is or so sweet. She, whoever she may be. Thank you very much for that. That We really appreciate that. Now for 25 other ones that hate us. <laughs> you go suck. <laughs> so our first email comes from, this one says, worried girlfriend. Ooh. Worried girlfriend. Okay. All right. Dear okay. bitch over here, love the podcast. Can't wait for more. I wanted to know your take on the situation. I love my boyfriend. He is a very good looking man and super cute. Because of this, he gets looks and sometimes gets hit on at his work. Hmm. He tells me about it all the time and I don't like it because other women shouldn't be hitting on him. Even though he tells people that he's already taken, some women don't seem to stop. I find this disrespectful and we fight about it once in a while. I am envious when this happens. What can I do to make these women go away? I've even tried having him wear a ring before and it didn't seem to work. He tells me he's faithful, but it's not him. I don't think I trust, but it's other people. Thanks for listening to me, bitch. Worried girlfriend. Laura. Hmm. This is my take. It's, that's a tough situation, but in the end, we can't control. We can only control our reactions. We can't control. I love how serious you got. What? Just now, like you, you like sat no, up. No, I was, I was, th- I was thinking about this issue because it's kind of a, it's an issue that comes up a lot during. It's a, com- it's a common one in relationships. Yeah. And I think the fact that he's honest, as long as he's not telling you to make you jealous, as long as he's just telling you. Ooh, like, I didn't think about that that yeah. aspect of it. If he's telling you to make you jealous, then that's kind of lame. That's, he's kind of a jerk if he's doing that. Yeah. If he's just reason. telling you like, hey, this happened to me again, or like, I feel awkward when this happens. Um, and he's asking you for advice, like, what do you, what should I do? Uh, oh, <laughs> and uh, then that's different. So I think he's already been upfront with you and told you that it's happening. And if he's uncomfortable, I don't know if he's told you he's uncomfortable with it, but it's unfortunately, it's it's kind of in his hands, so to speak. <laughs> <laughs> Is this another hand job as, that we'd be giving away? What, <laughs> as long as he is, that's he's the one that actually um, is the important part of this equation, um, how he's reacting. You can't control these other women, and I don't think any amount of, like, uh, 
rings, uh, like having to wear a shirt with your face on it. Um, <laughs> I am taken. Or yeah, just, it just makes I'm you, taking the t- it, tattooed on his forehead. It just makes you crazier, look crazy, um, and kind of create more issues than there is. I'm, I'm just kind of wondering, though, why he's telling you this. Like, what would happen if he didn't tell you this? This was happening, and he was, like, not engaging with these women. He was just saying, hey, nothing, you know, I'm in a relationship. Sorry. Yeah, I have a girlfriend. Yeah, so, but why Why is he choosing to tell you? And then... I think when, when you choose to tell somebody, that's out of respect, right? I mean, obviously, this guy is telling this worried girlfriend that she is... You know what I mean? Like, why... But it's kind of making her a little... Worried? Yeah. It's giving... It's causing her to worry and to... Um, so he, well, the question then is, does he, does she not trust him? Uh, that's my yeah, opinion that's, of it. Yeah. Or I don't know what kind of d- issue she's dealt with her previous relationships in which she would have that kind of heightened sensitivity to this particular issue. I personally think that if, um, if he's telling her, then I mean, that's kudos for him that, and, and somebody's still gonna. Yeah, oh, that's a really nice like, shirt you're wearing. I get a ring. Like, right. I, I was just complimenting your shirt. You know what I mean? It's <laughs> it's such a it's such a it's sort of like you might as well peed on him and, yeah. and let, sent him to work. Maybe try that. <laughs> <laughs> but it's it's one of those. I mean, I have family members that have this particular issue in which you know they kind of have an attitude when you know they're at the gym and somebody's looking at their man and and you know she gets totally pissed because you know some ladies looking at her and she's ready to fight them and i just go listen if you already have the suspicion that your man's cheating on you you obviously have a trust issue that you need to work through especially if he's already telling you that of the things that's happening obviously he's very open to letting you know how his day went with all that information and i don't know if he's telling you to make you jealous i don't know if he's telling you but the only like Laura said, the only thing you can do is control you. You can't. You're not gonna. You don't have control over other people. And you know when you blame, when people uh, blame not their spouse or significant other, they blame the person they cheated with. Yeah. It's like no, the blame lies <laughs> on your spouse. That's the person you need to be mad at. Not right. These not other the other people. people. So, kind of. Um, Oh, it sounds like the guy seems to be communicating with her. Yeah. Like letting her know, right? But after a point, he might stop communicating, especially if she reacts. Yeah, that's a good point. Negatively or kind of. I, I personally believe that if you let somebody fly, let them go off on their own, give them the tools in terms of, you know, your love, and they still come back to you, that's great. That is an indication that they actually love you. Not and not fool around with anybody else. Great, yeah. You can only control your reactions. Let your let your man be. Let you're trust man. him. You're you know. Give and, him my number. And here's the thing. My kid. <laughs> <laughs> and here's the thing. Know what you offer the table as well. I think if yeah. you're confident enough in your relationship and what you bring. Yeah, you're an attractive woman. So he picked you. Yeah, relax, see taxi. <laughs> <Shut> <laughs> Yeah. That is... You need to be secure in what you can bring to the table. Otherwise, you may be thinking about other issues that are underlying past your relationship in your own sort of worth. 
Uh, you don't want to do the self-fulfilling prophecy. Exactly. You push him away <laughs> where he ends up cheating, but he never would have He never would have even thought about the, it. Or if, he never even... I, the fact that he's... Maybe you guys need to talk about this a little bit more without yeah. fighting. Because, you know... Yeah, yeah. Don't make it like a, eh, you know, where it just turns into a fight every time. I hate to use the, you know, those the psychological sort of way of communicating by using I statements. But in cases like this, it always helps. Yeah, I feel like, like I feel yeah. Yeah, I feel like, you know, these women are, you know, crossing a boundary. Crossing that I a boundary. Don't like. I feel like. You know, you shouldn't, you don't need to tell me every single time. I feel like, just, just communicate this with you, with each other. Just communicate this with each other, damn it. I feel that you did a great job answering that email. I feel like you did a great job answering (laughs) that email. Thank you for writing. If you have a question for us, please write to us at hello at bitchoverhere.com. Or you can go on the website, bitchoverhere.com, and we have a contact us page there. Don't forget to leave comments, by the way, you guys. We like comments. Please. Comment on Even the website. Even if it's like, Even if it's like what the heck? hi, what the heck? Or I hate whatever she was wearing, that podcast. Why are, why are your faces on balls? That's yeah. weird. You guys are weird. Yeah. I mean, we're used to hearing that. So. That would actually be a compliment for us. Yeah. The fact that we're weird. Anyway, write to us, hello at bitchoverhere.com. That's hello. Hello <laughs> at bitchoverhere.com. Are you hearing sounds? Yeah. Are you creeped out? <laughs> is that an impression of a zither? What is that? Ghost. Um, do you think question, real t- question. Do you think we will haunt each other? <laughs> I think and I need whoever we need, I need to come up with something so you know it's me trying to contact you or I know it's you trying to contact me. So it's like a no. I think it'll just be <laughs> okay. Do you remember that scene in Ghost where um, Whoopi Goldberg's character was trying to prove that she was the real deal, right? And she in and, and Patrick Swayze goes, "Tell her I love her," and then and then Whoopi Goldberg says, "I." He says he loves you, and then and then you know. Demi Moore oh, storms off and she goes, part, and she goes right? he would never say that. And that's exactly how she said it too in her very, very deep voice. <laughs> he, would she would never know, he would never say he would that. Never, I'm Demi Moore. I'm Demi Moore and I'm hot. <laughs> and, uh, I have a pixie cut. I have a pixie <laughs> cut and I'm cool. And so she so she goes, uh, she, he would never say that. And then Sam, or the character Sam, um, Patrick Swayze, he goes, tell her ditto, ditto. And, and and Whoopi's like, I, what does that mean? Ditto, ditto. And then, like, and then they go back to the apartment, and then they talk some more because, you know, she's the real deal. Ditto was Patrick yeah. Swayze's way of saying "I love you." So, how are we gonna use ditto? Because I don't. No, <laughs> I I have a feeling that when I become a ghost, you will know <laughs> when it's me. You can turn on house music. No, that's too generic. <laughs> um. So this is exactly what's going to happen. You're get, you're getting dressed and then suddenly a voice in your in your right ear is going to just go, "Why are you wearing maternity clothes?" <laughs> and you're going to know it's me. Okay. You're going to be like, "Oh my god, Guardian Angel." Thank you, Guardian Angel. You're right. These are too frumpy. These are very frumpy. And then then I'll you know, exchange my moo-moo for something more. See? You'll know modern. exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And then, you know, 
a shade of lipstick that'll go with it will get knocked off. <laughs> You'll from be the drawer, giving me dresser fashion advice from the grave. And then, or if if you know, I just don't like who you're going out with. I'll just <laughs> sabotage. Sabotage the whole thing. Like a condom keeps slipping off. Wait, why? Uh, or so you I know. get pregnant? No, I'll just no. I'm just gonna say like when you guys are getting ready to get it on, it just will. <laughs> Pop off. Oh, so we gotta stop, restart. It's not good. And then you're gonna, and then I, after like two tries, you give up, because I know you. And then you'll just go, yeah. <laughs> well, that's just what yeah, I'm this is, you know, hey. My friend, he's here. He's, yeah. he's, you know, just floating <laughs> around somewhere. He's sending me a sign. This is bad. Yeah. You're not up to standards. Sorry, dude. Yeah, he doesn't approve. So your ghost friend doesn't approve of me. You shouldn't be able to read. <laughs> Mm. It's the 1680s. <laughs> no reading for you. No breastfeeding in public either. Yeah. <laughs> so, coming up, speaking of ghosts, coming up next is our interview with Ying, who's going to tell us all about what she does and all the cool things that go along with The Haunted Bay. Welcome back to Bitch Over Here. We have here Ying Liu. Am I saying your name right? Hi. <laughs> uh, and she runs the Haunted Bay. Now, can you tell us a little bit about the Haunted Bay? So the Haunted Bay um, is a YouTube um, series about paranormal investigations. And um, it started as a class project a few years ago, and it went so well that we decided to keep continuing. And so we've um, been putting out more episodes since then oh that's awesome oh that was actually one of uh our questions was how did you get started like how what what drove you to like hey i want to do this i want to go on ghost hunts well um give you a little bit of background i mean i kind of grew up with ghost stories my mom wasn't really in ghost stories and so i was always listening to them and watching scary movies and then um she passed away and that even deepened my interest into questioning whether there's the afterlife or not. So I remember, like, right after she died, I, I just was in such shock that I was in the bookstore and all I was doing was reading books on the afterlife. So it was more than just something fun and spooky. Um, and then I decided to take this video production class. <clears throat> and when I first started, I was actually not thinking about doing anything paranormal. I was thinking about filming fun Bay Area events and places. Hmm. But it was like October when they told us to <laughs> find an idea to film. So I was all in the Halloween mood. And I was like, oh, I got to do something about ghosts. That would be perfect. That would be fun. And I was lucky that, that several months prior in July, I was dancing in a truck in the parade in Alameda, July the 4th parade. Oh, right over here on yeah, Park Street. Yeah. Exactly. I was in the parade and I was dancing on one of those trucks. And I looked down, and there was a car from with the Alameda Paranormal Researchers. So it was kind of a weird destiny thing where I saw them, and I remembered, wow, there's a paranormal research group in Alameda. And then in this class, when I was like, well, what am I going to film? I thought, well, I'm going to film famous ghost legends of San Francisco, and I'm going to see if I can connect to the Alameda Paranormal Researchers. And I found them. They were totally cool. 
And uh, they said, sure, you could follow us. We're going to do an investigation on the USS Hornet. You guys can film us. And that's how it started. Oh, wow. So the very first episode, mm-hmm. is, is it chronological, the, your episodes on YouTube? Yeah, that episode one, episode two. Okay, you know, so like yeah. your very first one was that one on the Hornet mm-hmm. with, with, <laughs> with the crew of... I can't remember. Now they're all kind of blending together. (laughs) The Alameda Paranormal Researchers, yeah, or APR for short. And then are they on, are they your crew? No, so we we film investigators because we want to stay a little bit objective. So our purpose was to kind of see what is this about, you know, without trying to put something out there to impress anybody. So we're trying to stay kind of back and just like flies on the wall observing them and filming them because we want to see what is this really like. And um, so my crew is right now currently two guys, me and two guys, Cody Kolka and Matthew Abaya and me. And so we film the Alameda Paranormal Researchers and we also film a psychic medium, June Ahern. Okay. And we've also filmed other episodes because since it's a YouTube um, web series, we, we can be flexible with our format. We don't have to stick with just one thing. I've also like interviewed a famous parapsychologist named Lloyd Auerbach, who's, who was actually a professor in the university teaching parapsychological studies. Oh, so uh, what episode is that? I can't remember the number off the top of my head, but I remember the name is, um, one of them is called What Are Ghosts? That's a very interesting one. It's, it's really about what the the parapsychologists in the field define as ghosts because some of it is residual, which means it's like a recording in the environment. And some of it is, is more of an apparition, which is means like a spirit that is actually conscious and it can mm. interact with you. Oh. So there's different types of, of I guess. Go, like some, is it just energy left over from? That's one of them. Like... Yeah. Residual so I'm not as good as he he is. He might be a good person to interview Lloyd Auerbach because he's actually been on television and radio. And oh, wow. He's famous in the field. And he was very kind to let us interview him. We were just video production students. But according to him, it, there yeah, there's um, residuals energy, which is, for example, if you see somebody walk down a hall repeatedly or just do some action repeatedly, it looks like a ghost keeps doing something. That's really like a recording. It's like the atmosphere has recorded the energy of them doing it again and again. And it's on replay. And that's not something that will respond to you. That's like the ghost. I think <clears> there was an episode where somebody felt like it was just a girl going up and down the stairs. Mm-hmm. Is that re- is it residual? If you can't speak with them. If you can't. If the medium or anybody, they're not yeah, talking. They're just... <laughs> he's just replaying. And apparently sometimes even energies of people who are still alive can be recorded that's creepy <laughs> it could be someone who visited your house and they left an imprint so is 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 the recording mainly tied to a particular like energy or like like i know human beings and, and our emotions are kind of tied to everything that we do is is that kind of in relates like how does it get imprinted on a particular location I actually don't know the process. Yeah, I, I just he was telling this to us. That's so fascinating. So if you you want to know more, you know, watch our episode called "What Are Ghosts." Um, he'll explain it better than I can, and he actually has much more to say um, beyond what he told us. Because I've been to his classes, 
you know, it's just fascinating. He has classes. He has oh, ghost hunting. He has oh. classes about evidence of the afterlife, which I took. That's fascinating. He has a ghost hunting course. You know how to properly do ghost hunting, what equipment to use, oh. how to debunk evidence. Because there's, you know, you should keep a balance and not assume everything is paranormal. So yeah, he 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 has these awesome classes. Did you take uh, those classes prior to like your first episode or? No, I, I took it actually fairly recently. Have you found that you were doing most of the stuff well, or did you like, oh, we got to change this? Cause... Well, since we mostly film the other investigators, we don't really, I, I didn't really find that I was doing anything wrong, so oh, to speak. Oh, well, that's good. <laughs> um, although we have unexpectedly become involved in the investigations. At first, I was thinking we're just filmmakers. We're just documenting them. So, you know, I call them paranormal documentaries, really. But then I and my cameraman, especially Cody Kolka, we started picking up on things without... I didn't I didn't think I could before starting this. But I started to have experiences where I would sense something and even get a mental impression, like, in my head. And then somebody else would say they felt the same thing or saw the same thing. See, I already have goosebumps. <laughs> and that would just be like, whoa, what is that? I, I did see the one where you were in a, was it a castle? Or it, like a mental institution? Or you you stepped back because you felt threatened. Yeah. And then you didn't say anything, but mm -hmm. you like stepped back and got out of the way. And then later on when everybody was recapping... Um, because the she was a medium, right? Or a, she called herself a sensitive. A sensitive. She yeah. had she was speaking with this kind of threatening entity, and then Yang kind of steps back. You see her kind of get, <laughs> and then and then uh, you're like, okay, we got to get out of here. Like you. <laughs> so what happened was that was actually my second time following APR Alameda Paranormal Researchers. And I was still very inexperienced. None of my cameramen could come with me because it was $100 to go to this place, which oh. is called Preston Castle. Okay. And it's a very famous place for, very popular place for people to investigate. But I went alone with a camera, having no experience actually oh filming. <laughs> so I didn't even know how to operate the camera. I was lucky I could even get an episode out of it, frankly. But I was just going to, I didn't want the opportunity to go, go past if none of my cameramen could come with me. So I go. And the first expression I got was at a in this particular room, and I remember getting an impression of a woman, and getting the name Mary. And then, and then the the Steph the the psychic said she, or the sensitive said, yeah, I had an impression of the woman as well. Well, that was interesting, but I was still thinking in my head, well, you know, maybe she's influenced by me saying, I feel a woman. Not that she's faking it, but, you know, our minds, yeah. sometimes we can play We're tricks. We're very suggestive. Yeah, 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 yeah. I thought maybe I how do I know if she really felt it? I was, it's like the yawn effect. Exactly. Like I yawn and you, you know, you, yeah. But what was weird about this other thing, this entity that was more aggressive, was that I was actually standing in front of everyone in this narrow hallway. And then I remember feeling like, oh, if, because I was out in front of everybody. If I don't move from here, something's going to attack me. And... And I didn't say anything, as you see in the video. I didn't even act scared. I just kind of yeah, quietly, <laughs> I'm going to just walk behind everybody and stand here and quietly watch. Because the whole time I'm thinking to myself, I could be just 
yeah. scaring myself because this is a scary dark place. Well, I quietly walk behind everybody, and then Steph, the the sensitive, winds up in front, and then suddenly she's like, "Oh my God, do you see that? Do you see that? Please tell me you can see that." And she sees a shadow figure, and she starts walking towards and talking to it, you know, calmly, like, "Do you do you ha- do you want to say something to me?" And then suddenly she like, she kind of jumps back because she said the thing jumped at her screaming and we all kind of backed up with her and then I was like oh my god so I was right when I thought felt if I stay here something's going to attack me you're picking up on the sort of angry energy that the yeah our, yeah our fear <laughs> your fear response I'm yeah. just sitting here with my jaw dropped <laughs> I'm like well just coming to another question then um what is there one of them is that one of them where i can't even talk <laughs> jonas is scared what is the scariest encounter that you guys yeah. have had like and hmm. i guess maybe everybody does everybody have a separate experience or is there one that everybody's like oh my gosh remember remember this one <laughs> different people have had different experiences um what was my personal scariest one I think I actually just made a video about it. I just released it just a few days ago. It was uh, something that happened at the Grey Star Theater. I don't know if you guys... So there's an episode where um, I went to this theater in Chinatown. It's a historic theater. It used to be an opera house for the Chinese immigrants. Mm. And I went to the theater. They, they reopened recently after it had been closed for like years. And I actually was there for a musical to usher because my friend was in the show. I wasn't there to do anything paranormal. I went down to the women's bathroom... And then while I was down there, again, I had this feeling, but this time I had a strong impression. There's a woman down here, a female spirit. And I, there's a, a mirror, a vanity mirror in the corner with a chair. And I was, I just looked at it and I thought, she likes to sit in that chair. Oh and gosh. she likes to stare into the mirror. And then I felt like I wanted to sit down in the chair. So I usually don't do this. I just put my purse on the table and pulled the chair out and sat there and just started staring at myself in the mirror. <laughs> like I was being told to do that. Like you should check this out. <laughs> and then I thought, okay, uh, well, I need to go back to Usher. And I went back up and there was a bartender working there. And I didn't tell her what my impressions were. I just said, hey, this place is pretty old. Are there any ghost stories here? And she said, Chia, my friend, she was mm-hmm. working here yesterday. She went down to the woman's bathroom and she came up. She's like, there's a female spirit down in the woman's bathroom. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> this is not the scary part. Oh, okay. Oh. <laughs> this is just the backstory. Um, so I set up an investigation there and I made sure not to. Oh, actually, let me backtrack. It was after I left the theater. I was home one day or one night, I can't remember. And I was just sitting at my dining room table and images of the woman started coming into my head and I could see her in my head she's a tall Asian woman with long hair it's like she was she's not from modern times like before the I don't know how long ago but not too modern she was wearing a white dress she was she had gone mad was my impression because of some horrible trauma that had happened to her so I thought she was violated um maybe even trafficked was my feeling and this was happening to me just rush of images came in my head and so after that we went back to the theater and I made sure not to tell 
either the APR or the psychic medium any of my impressions because we want to keep everyone yep. separate to make sure they're not just, you know, copying or influenced by what somebody else said. Well, if you watch the video of the Great Star Theater, several people felt and saw what I saw in my mental impressions. The same white dress. Different same. aspects. Yeah. Some people actually saw the woman in a white dress. Some people got the whole, oh my God, she was horribly, she's crying in the bathroom, mm-hmm. thing like that. And then, about we had the screening. We actually filmed it there. And then we actually showed the documentary in the theater itself before <laughs> a feature-length movie um, as kind of part of a, like a fun treat. It was like a 20-minute long short video. And it was, it was crazy because things happened in the theater. Oh, during the showing of the video? Right before the video, people said they felt stuff in the bathroom. And actually, while we were standing on stage, while we're, we're giving Q&A, somebody saw something walk. Um, that we haven't actually released yet. We're going to release those, those, those videos because somebody filmed that. And um, two weeks after the screening, about two weeks, 10 days maybe, I was home. Oh, night. God. <laughs> And it was it was late at night. Well, not late. It was like 11 or so. And I was just sitting at my dining room table and I was meditating. And I was not thinking about anything paranormal or anything. I was actually thinking about really like problems with a friend I was having. My hamster just died. I was really sad. Oh, no. Those were the things preoccupying my mind at the time. So I'm sitting there meditating. And the doorway to my kitchen is right behind me to my right. And as I'm meditating, I suddenly feel like somebody walked right out of the doorway and stood right behind me and stared at me and I think it was the woman from the theater and it just freaked me out because that's never happened to me before that something followed me to my house or figured out where I live I usually thought it's they stay where we investigate them and when I'm done I'm done but she came a pretty strong feeling that she came to my house and since I, okay, honestly, I didn't see it with my eyes. It was all mental impressions and feelings. But because my previous mental impressions and feelings were corroborated by several people during the investigations, I just feel like I think there's a pretty high chance that she was there. And that was the scariest thing for me personally. Like, even though I go into haunted places, the yeah, fact that she came to my to house, I was freaking out. I did read in June's book that spirits can't follow. She did say that was a... A so um, Laura is referring to right now uh, oh. June Ahern, which is someone that um, Ying works with uh, when you guys go and do investigations. Yeah. And she is a medium. Mm-hmm. And, um, and like I actually... Do you remember the spirits? And... How, does How to Talk, talk to, spirits to Spirits is, is June Ahern's book. Yeah. So with that particular encounter, um, and, and you mentioning that, you know, that's highly unusual for, for spirits to kind of travel... The likelihood of one following you it has then opened up, right? So how do you, how do you protect, protect yourself? yourself? <laughs> yeah. And have you talked to June about that? I talked to June and something about, and I've also read books. Um, some recommend, you know, doing kind of like a protective ritual, you know, like like before meditating or before before like meditating and saying you know I'm protected by a white light, and you know just to make sure nothing negative can follow you. Yeah. Or, or Did anything. she feel like a negative spirit? 
Or did she feel like a... Um, do you think she was thanking you? My feeling was that she was trying to connect to people. Hmm. So... Or she saw that you could see her and then... Yeah. The sensor, yeah. So yeah. actually, what happened was while we were at the theater, we were done with the investigation. We were packing our bags in the lobby, which you could see the entrance to the women's bathroom, which goes downstairs to the basement. We're actually not investigating or filming at the time. We're just packing our bags. Suddenly, my cameraman, Cody, looks over to the bathroom doorway. It's like, oh, my God. I just saw her walk up from the bathroom. And I freaked out because I had this strong sense that she had felt a connection with me because she's an Asian woman, and I was the only Asian female there. Mm. And I actually hid behind Cody, my cameraman, because <laughs> I was afraid she was coming after me. Oh. That was my strong feeling. Like, oh my God, no, 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 she wants to come to me. This was before she showed up by my house, oh. right? This was before the screening. Oh my so, God. Um, I, I don't know. I, I hope it's more like, hey, you saw me. Can you help me? It could, I, I honestly didn't get a feeling she wanted to hurt me. Yeah. Um, what scared me, one, was that she came to my house when not invited. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Two, um, she felt like she had gone mad because of the trauma she'd gone through. And so there's something about the creepiness of the madness. Uh. If I can make an analogy, I don't know if you've ever read um, Great Expectations. A long time ago. Charles Dickens. Yeah. Is it the crazy old lady? The, the <laughs> lady who lost her mind stayed in her wedding dress after the man left her at the altar, and she just, just she went so mad. Something snapped. something snapped. So in general, do you think that spirits are trying to connect with the living to t sort of tell their story or is it more uh, as a warning or, or does it vary just as much as um humans, humans do i think it varies I, I i really yeah again that's a fascinating question for lloyd auerbach and um now that we're talking about ghost traveling i actually have another episode where i'm interviewing him and the name of the episode is called do ghosts travel or can ghosts travel <laughs> So he talks all bookmarked. about that. <laughs> Already bookmarked. I'm he talks going all there. about that. Did you go back to that after you had your experience and watch it again and see if... No. Like... Um, I mean, it's not that I, I didn't believe they could travel. It just had never occurred to me they would follow me. I figured they would travel to their relatives' like, homes or to some fun place, but it just but never crossed my mind. If their relatives aren't seeing them and you saw them. Yeah. And then... Even though other people in your group saw them, you're, like you said, that connection that you like, oh, an Asian woman, like, okay, she'll, yeah, <laughs> she'll understand, or <laughs> she'll, she can help me. <laughs> and I actually sat on it for a while, because that was last year, I, I decided to film a video to talk about her coming to my house, and I just released it, like, two or three days ago so okay. there's more details i don't want to give everything check it out oh, okay. check Talk it out on the haunted bay on youtube it's called the episode is called followed followed yeah <laughs> you guys, i'll show it to you guys Remember after that. the interview um so um obviously there's uh, you're feeling presences in in places and um as you're doing investigations have you ever gone somewhere and you're like mm, nothing here like has it has it ever has there ever been a place where you're like uh, this seems like like an older place that has a lot of history but you're just not you just didn't feel anything yeah I have um I have been to places where other people felt 
things and saw things and I didn't and I don't really I can't say why I can't say why some people pick up things some people don't um to be honest I go I've been on the USS Hornet several times and I know lots of people have had experiences and um I'm not saying it's not haunted it's just I personally have never felt anything and I don't know why I saw something that I saw in a group um something move but personally feeling that sense of oh god there's somebody here somebody, i yeah. never got that so can you describe a little bit of what, what that feeling is is it like a feeling of dread or is it a feeling of sadness or or, or just I, it's hard to explain because it is very people have asked me could you just be imagining things mm -hmm. it also varies from from experience to experience um sometimes it's like a mental image pops into my head for no reason. Mm. It's not like I'm focusing and seeing, yeah. ooh, do I see a person there? I just kind of like, whoa, something popped into my head and there's like an image of a man there. And there's not a whole lot of emotion there. Other times, it's like the there's a heaviness in the atmosphere. It's almost like the air is heavier next to you and it mm. feels like there's somebody there. And it's uh, it's really hard to explain unless you've experienced and it. And temperature, right? Like it can get colder, like suddenly. Have, has that? Have you experienced that a lot? I don't experience that too much. I have had felt you know something cold on my back um, at the oh. artist and craftsman store. I can't be sure. <laughs> I don't what even that like is. it when like somebody touches my hand and they have like clammy. Hands. <laughs> I honestly don't know what that was because I didn't get a mental impression or a feeling of a person or spirit. It was just like, oh, my back is cold. And I don't know. I can't say. Is it, is it like picking up like, you know, you go into the ghost hunt and you emotions are your own emotions. But all of a sudden you feel angry out of nowhere because yeah. you're picking up on that energy. Does it feel like, like, why am I feeling angry? I'm not. There's nothing for me to feel angry. Like unexplained yeah. emotions. Yeah, I guess. sometimes. Like, when I felt like something's going to attack me if I stay here. That was, like, I feel... Uh, it's almost like when you're next to somebody who's seething with anger. Yeah. They don't necessarily have to tell you. No, you could pick... Yeah, you if you're sensitive enough. Because some people can't because they're not yeah. sensitive. But, like, sensitive people... It's just how, like, depression can spread. Like, a mm -hmm. mood can spread. Um, if everybody's down. <laughs> or you come into a room and... And it's stronger for some people than others. I think it has to do your own abilities and also maybe the abilities of the spirit to to you know put out energy. I don't I don't know how it works completely, but um, I've actually had several occasions where I felt something and had a mental impression and was corroborated by other people. Mm. Now. It's really when people corroborate what I feel that I believe it more. If it's just me, then I doubt it. I'm like, I could be imagining this. Um, I've had one occasion where I actually heard like someone yell in my head. Like I heard a voice. Um, and then I had one occasion. This was actually not on a ghost hunt, but it also like made me almost jump back, a f you know, a, a f several feet <laughs> is that I was standing on the street uh, busy street on College Avenue in Berkeley 10 o'clock at night um, I was talking to a friend nothing 
not, not having to do anything with ghosts. I think we were talking about dating. She was seeing somebody or something. And her back was facing these storefront windows, and my back was facing the street. It was a small street. So we're talking, talking, talking. And I look away for a second, and I look back at her to talk to her, and I see a man walk right behind her. And he was walking so close to her that I was, like, angry because he's, like, almost bumping into her. Like, he didn't even say, excuse me, how rude. And I even saw he was, like, a blonde man, sandy blonde hair, and he's wearing a button-down tan shirt. And he walks, and I, I almost want to say something, like, hey, watch it. But he disappears. <laughs> and I actually took a step back out of shock. And I remember thinking, oh, I must have, like, saw maybe she's wearing a tan purse or some reflection off of the window. And I remember looking down to see if she's wearing a tan purse. And no, she didn't. She had a black purse. But at this, that second that I walked back, thinking I must have hallucinated, she walked forward and she looked behind her. She's like, oh, somebody just walked behind me. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, you can't see me right now, but my eyes just widened. <laughs> His jaw has dropped. <laughs> <laughs> so that was another intense experience. So that was a great show. That was wonderful. Thank you so much to Ying Lu and the Haunted Bay for gracing us with her presence and making sure that we are now aware of what Other surrounds presences. us. Other presences. Presence I. So this week is part one of her interview. Next week is going to be part two. Or part boo. Part boo. I might suggest. Yes. Yes. <laughs> So thanks for listening. Make sure to check out The Haunted Bay on YouTube and also Facebook.com slash The Haunted Bay. And check the tour out on October 22nd, 2017. Um, and you can get tickets at brownpapertickets.com. Just Those look for The Haunted Bay. Those tickets are going fast. There are not and a lot of seats left. They have a limited capacity and they're going. So make sure that you get your tickets soon and enjoy the ghost festivities that might be occurring and and the thing is ying also told us that on their upcoming video channel on youtube the haunted bay there's going to be some great discoveries so keep your eye out while on the youtube page for new content because they she said that there's some new discoveries and it kind of excited me a little bit that you know you should check out check that out what else can i say about that New stuff. Yeah. New um, stuff on yeah, the Haunted Bay at YouTube.com. Yes. Look at it. Watch it. Absorb it. Become it. No. No, no. Don't invite <laughs> no don't invite some scary stuff. But it's there's yeah. Just just do it. <laughs> the Haunted Bay. Do it. That was my Ghost impression. See, each time you try to do a ghost impression, <laughs> I still think it's Maggie Smith getting a hot poker on her butt. <laughs> Why, Jonas? Hot poker on the butt. No. Mm. That's just a horse. <laughs> oh. 
So thank you for listening. Yes, it's been a spooky episode. Spooky, and com- coming up next week is also another spooky episode because it's part two of Ying's interview. So strap on your ectoplasmers. What are those backpacks called? Ghostbusters. Ecto. Uh... <laughs> Ectoplas. Anyway, I'm sure some nerds out there will know the answer. Correct this, okay? Just correct this. <laughs> <laughs> Check oh. us out. Also on bitchoverhere.com. Don't forget the website. You can stream our episodes there. But you know what? We're asking you to the rate listener. us. The listener. To rate us. Give us a good review, damn it. Or give us a so-so review, but at least give suggestions as what we could do to make your listening experience a five-star one. Five stars. As opposed to a four and a half. Or Which is where we usually operate. It's four and a half. Three quarters. You know, like Star Search. Exactly. Three and a quarter star. Anyway. Don't forget to write us also to at hello at bitchoverhere.com. Especially if you have any, I think a lot of questions might pop up. Or share with you your, share with us your ghost stories. Yeah, and I'm still waiting for your damn horny stories, okay? So just send oh, those too. And I'm going to read that in the dark <laughs> by myself. Sexy. Sexy ghost stories. <laughs> so please write to us at hello at bitchoverhere.com and don't forget again to check out our website. Hello. I mean, bitchoverhere.com. <laughs> All right. This has gone on long enough. I'm sick of my sick of my voice. And check it out next week's episode for Ying's part two about ghosts. No. Okay. That's our show. We drop our mics. But, but they're, they're too, too expensive, expensive to, to fix. fix. Thanks for listening, bitches. Thanks.